0: The one, the only, Sean Salisbury. Good morning, Sean. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Yeah, I don't argue with you. And 7 million people um, in the last, what, 12 to 16 months, you've had trash can controversy. You fired the head coach or the manager and the GM and hired two different ones, a new GM and a new manager. In basketball, you've gotten rid of a superstar that wanted out. You've gotten rid of your head coach and general manager, hired a general manager and head coach.
1: Two superstars that wanted out, by the way. Russ yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, yeah,
0: Russ, <laughs> I forget. Yeah, Russ Westbrook. Well, and and, and just before that, Chris Paul. Yeah. You right? had yeah. to move him along, so him too. The Texans were 24 to nothing in the second quarter about, about a, a year and a week ago, and now uh, they're going to possibly lose their superstar quarterback. Coach has been fired. Jack Easterby has come in like a a wolf in sheep's clothing. Cal McNair's clueless. Uh, J.J. Watts had to call out players. Um, They have the new GM and a new head coach now who's never been a head coach, and God bless him, I hope it works out. And Cal McNair's not showing up to the press conference. The owner of the new head coach is getting his first opportunity, and he's 65 years old. So dysfunction, embarrassment, cowardice. Clueless, no balls. It all fits the ownership of the Texans. That's this city in the last twelve months.
1: Well, damn. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and you you always cut right to the chase. Makes for
0: great radio. Yeah. <laughs> Makes
1: for great radio. We've, there tra- you go. We've, yeah. we've, we've tried to follow the Watson situation for many reasons out here as best we could. About three weeks ago, um, we did a deep dive, and that's when we first learned the name Jack Easterby, and. The cacophony of sound around this man has grown and grown. It is such a weird story. It is such a—I've never heard of anything like this, and I've never heard of a career like this, guys. And when you you talk about uh, the the allegations of of players being surveilled and the different things he would say in meetings and the the relationship or lack thereof with DeAndre Hopkins is Jack from a Sacramento standpoint, Sean. We're doing the best we can. Is Jack Easter be as big a boogeyman with the Texans as we think he is?
0: Uh, Well, here they'd say he's bigger. And I don't know how big your city's saying it, but here he says he's bigger. Now, I always reserve... I I read a lot of books. And if somebody come up and go to a lot of movies, as you know over the years, if somebody came up and said, Sean, don't read that James Patterson novel, it's not his best. I'd still read it because I want to find out for me. Somebody who thumbs me, if Rotten Tomatoes says, don't go see a movie and I want to see it, I'm going to go see it. So I'm going to judge it. uh, And I've never... uh, shaking jack easterby's hand so i i try to reserve like do i bury the guy because i don't know him but there's way too much smoke to not be a little bit of fire around wolf and sheep's clothing had his ear has backstabbed uh he's called a character coach yet the one thing this city thinks he's lacking or around the country articles have been written is that very word character and it's got between him and cal mcnair he's given him power He's pushed guys that brought him in out of the building, like Bill O'Brien. Um, Bill Belichick has said he is not a, and some people in New England really liked him. Um, he, he's a, he's a, a pastor, you know, he's he's your 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 prayer guy in the building, um, and the character guy. But the, the question is the character, obviously. And then he's not a personnel guy, but they say he doesn't have personnel decisions yet. He's still involved in people coming in, like Nick Casario, who it's not his fault. About the Jackie Easter being Cal, so all these things go on, and now you've got a superstar quarterback who doesn't trust him because they've lied to him, and I don't blame him, and and, and all these things that uh, an organization that just doesn't get it, man, and it's the most. You know, you, you remember we got the Jets, my Raiders in the past have gone through dysfunction, Cleveland Browns. This is by far the most dysfunctional franchise in the National Football League, led by an owner who's just flat out clueless. He, he, he just is. The common sense and football IQ of a minnow, got the mind of a minnow, okay? And this is not a dumb guy because he's built in, he and his dad, and I don't, you know, he's been to Rice and all those, so I'm not questioning his intelligence, but I am questioning his common sense IQ and his ability to be honorable to people who have looked at it. So with him and then the Jack Easterby talk. So what you think about Jack Easterby apparently is true. Now, listen, I'm a God-fearing man. I don't judge people by anything, let alone religion. And whoever you, God you're praying to, I say my prayers, and you guys do whatever you want. But you can't base your hires on what church a guy goes to. Yeah. Joel, Osteen ain't the, Joel Osteen ain't the owner of the Texans. Now, I think Jack Easterby would like that, and maybe Cal McNair, and that's fine, because Joel Osteen, sure, a good guy, too. But for me, you got to base it on qualified people in every part of the building and people who deserve opportunities, not because they pray the same way you do i got a problem with that, so does this city, and we're in the Bible Belt. So I think when you're basing your decisions, hey, yeah, you want to consult with the Lord, I, I'm all for it. I do. But that's I, I, it's like paying Powerball. If you don't buy a ticket, you can't win, okay? If you don't help yourself, how do you expect the Lord to come down and say, hey, let me do this for you? So all those things, this city couldn't hate anybody more, and I hate to use that word, than they do those two at the top. And if the organization is based on leadership, you're supposed to trust leadership from the top to the bottom, that's how you build it. Imagine, and what do you do? You're about as bad as your weakest link, right, guys, or as good as? Mm-hmm. If the leadership at the top is the, is the least trusted and the weakest link in your organization isn't your defense, but your ownership and the guys standing shoulder to shoulder with him, how, why wouldn't Deshaun Watson want out? I want him now traded to the Raiders. Hell, send him to my favorite team. Let's train I, him to the Raiders, and I'm all in. I'm okay with it.
1: I, I think we all feel that way. <laughs> Sean Salisbury joins really us all. No, the I, the in the sense oh, okay. of our teams, all right, we all I, want okay, Deshaun Watson. You. You. Okay. Um, you know, and, and we'll segue into Deshaun Watson here with this next question. Uh, you, you spoke about the common sense. I, I thought it was common sense for the Texans to hire Eric Enemy. Of course, he gets passed over again. And the uh, Texans go out and hire David Coley, a guy who's been in the league a long time, never even been a coordinator. Sean, how did the Texans land on Coley and not on Biennemi?
0: Well, he's a faith-based guy, too, from what you hear. But I'm willing to give David Culley a chance. I say, well, is, the, is it the system, the reason David Culley hasn't had a chance to interview for a head coach, a coaching job, or is it the fact that people looked at him as a lifetime assistant? Now, I've talked to Brian Mitchell, who was coached by him yesterday, who swears by him, Gary Kubiak called him a mentor. R.C. Slocum thinks he's salt of the earth and great coach. John Harbaugh loves him. Andy Reid loves him. He's been in both their systems for quite some time. I have yet to hear a person not say that he's worthy of this. Now, um, for whatever reason, now Cal East Cal McNair won't answer why because he's not showing the press. Nobody knows why he hired him, other than he interviewed twice and apparently they felt he was the best candidate uh, over Leslie Frazier and enemy and. Jim Caldwell and whoever else they interviewed. So I don't hold this against David Culley. I, I don't. He, it, it's, it's, it's their first African-American head coach. I mean, Romeo was the interim, but you get it, and it's a, yeah, I think it's going to be a good hire, and I'm rooting for him. Hell, 65, and you're getting a chance after all these years. God bless him. He must interview well, and people like him. As far as why they settled on him, we're waiting for it. Um, there could be any various reasons. He comes highly regarded by a lot of people. So uh, I'm okay giving him this chance, and if it doesn't work, like you do any other coach, three years later you're you're you tee it up and go again. Why Eric Van I I, I've known EB a long time. I haven't talked to him quite a long time, but I've always been a fan. He was my number one choice. When you look at the resume and look at the people who support and endorse him, you say no brainer. Been a no brainer. Two three years, why not? And I don't believe while he is, he's not the play caller. I don't believe you have to be a coordinator. Or a play caller to be worthy of the leadership of a head coaching job because they usually not the X's and O's guys. They're the CEO leaders. John Harbaugh, defensive back coach, special teams coach with Andy Reid, one of the best head coaches we have in this league. So I don't believe you have to be. That's not a prerequisite for me to hire a head coach. With Eric Bieniemy, I asked Ian Rappaport two days ago or on Wednesday, which is two days ago. I said, why hasn't Eric Bieniemy been hired? It seems so obvious. He said, Sean, he's been been to 13 or more interviews. 13 or more. And not, not one person's hired him. So I don't know. Like I said, I love EB. But I don't know why. Are 13 or more owners and people who interview him, plus the GMs in the building, dumb, clueless, don't know how to ask the right questions, or is something missing on the other end? Why hasn't he been hired? We keep saying he's going to be hired. People keep passing on him. The Texans can't say... We passed on him, and people can't say, "Well, he's not." It's because it, we, they didn't hire a man of color. They hired David Cully, who's African American. So, what's the reason? Because I love EB. I'm thinking, what the? It seems obvious, right? But the 13 plus franchises, it's not obvious, and I don't understand. Maybe one day we'll find out. And and he's being interviewed. He's employed by the Chiefs. So, people, if he's had you know a speeding ticket in the past or whatever it is, we've heard. To, the talk about his past. People are employing him, so people believe in him, and we all deserve chances to reconcile and fix ourselves. I, I'm a high endorser of Eric enemy I have no idea, since I'm not in those meetings, why the guy's not a head coach yet.
1: We've been all over Eric enemy getting hired for many reasons, and I couldn't agree with you more, Sean. And and Occam's Razor exists here for a reason. Is it? You know what you said. You you know him a bit. Is it possible? Because we brought this up the other day. The only other thing that that occurs to me is, could he just really suck at interviewing? I mean, could it be that yeah. simple?
0: Yeah, and I don't, you know, I, I try to, you know, it's like, I always say this, it's like surgery. You know, when a doctor, I've had enough of them, so when a doctor, when's the last time you ever heard a doctor said, that was unsuccessful knee surgery, <laughs> right. it's going to be a sucky off season <laughs> right. for the court. But, you know, every I mean, hey, we had a groin surgery. It was successful. Thank goodness, it's a groin surgery. Right. Hopefully, it's successful. That's too close for it not to be successful. I'll do my best. So you never have you ever have you ever heard a doctor say, "Yeah, uh, uh, hey, sorry, I missed the spot um, when we're talking about the groin." Yeah, that nick you got on those on the stones. My bad. No, those scars, stitches. Yeah, they they'll they'll eventually dissolve. Dude. No, okay. was the last time you heard a doctor say, "Hey, man"? I, I, man, my bad, dude. I left a scalpel in there, okay? We we don't, okay, for the most part. They're always friggin' successful. Right. So, I, and I know sometimes you'll hear, well, he didn't interview well. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I mean, what, he didn't jump on the table and start ranting and raving or like Tony Dunchy? Tony's not a, a yeller and screamer or a cusser. Tony's calm, and it took him a while to get a job. What is a bad interview? I don't know. But is it to the point that there's something in the interview that he says that they don't like? Is there something about that they don't that he's a you know B's an energetic guy, but or do they look at him as a lifetime position coach or coordinator? I don't know. I, I swear, I wish I, I wish I could sit down and talk to him and say, man, what's the problem? Or, or maybe one of these days I'll get to see Andy again, who I've known for thirty five years and say or longer. Well, why aren't they hiring him? Maybe he knows, but is it is it something in there that these the old guard? Because the truth is, the, let's face fact, it's a bunch of white owners. Right. It just is. It's a bunch of old-school white owners. Maybe they don't understand, and Eric's, not, Eric's in his 50s. He's got some old-school mixed in. Maybe they don't ask the right questions. Maybe they're looking for something that he's not offering. Maybe they think that Andy Reid's leadership presence is bigger than, than something that he – can he do it on? I don't know why. I'm just speculating. To me, it was obvious. I mean, I'm thinking – but then again, all these teams passed on him again. One thing I do know is that we should not be able to hire head coaches on any team until the season's over tell every team's done. Then let's go for like we do free agency in sports. It's midnight. The free for all begins. You want Eric Vanamee? four of you call up as agent. Let's start at midnight. Let's get the interview process. I would like all 32 teams to have a go because you should not be punished for winning and being successful. So that's a change in the rules we need to make that we should start interviewing coaches after February, whenever the Super Bowl ends. But I don't know what the answer is, but and I don't know what constitutes a poor interview. All these guys know X's and O's. What the PowerPoint did he miss? Did the the computer go? I don't have any idea, but it seems odd with that resume that Eric Nenemy somebody hasn't brought him in and say we got to take the shot. Look what he's doing in Kansas City.
1: Sean Salisbury with us, and as we wind down here, I got you know you and I were texting a couple weeks ago. uh, Off, I won't share everything we were texting, but I was. I was inquiring as to what you thought the value of Deshaun Watson was. Now, here's here's where we're starting. We both agree he is a top, top, top player. We both have also shared our, our shared opinion that if uh, Deshaun Watson was in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes was in Houston, that they would pretty much have the same careers each other has had. In other words, Watson would have one ring and be working on a second. This is a top, top, top-flight quarterback that is young and and ready to go. And I am a Niner fan, and I know you want him to go That's to Niner. But I I I, I want it. So <laughs> let's figure this out. Okay. Uh, if I were to say, yeah, you know, Niners have a pretty good draft pick this year. If I were to say number twelve, number twelve. If I was to say, all right, yep. Sean, I'm going to give you our first this year. I'm going to give you our first in 2023. I'm going to give you our second in 2022 and our second in 2024. Am I anywhere near the ballpark?
0: Two firsts. Just, just just two firsts, two seconds. The two, first oh, and two oh, seconds- oh, oh. Yeah, so two first, two seconds over the next basically two and a half years. Correct. Okay. Um, my my answer would be to you. Well, uh, is your franchise going to suffer by giving those guys up as much as I'm going to suffer by giving you Watson? The answer is no. I wouldn't take the call. Okay.
1: Now I saw you on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. Say, yeah. I, I and forgive me. I'm pretty sure this was you, Sean. Saying you can't just give them up for uh, picks. You gotta. You don't know if picks are going to work out. You've got to get players involved. So do you, are you there, too? Like if the Niners were talking to Houston, it would have to be a combination of picks and players that are all but guaranteed or are currently successful right now. Right.
0: For me. Right. Now, people can say that's way too much. Now, listen, I know people on Twitter. See, here's what I get from fans around the country. I, I went on 50 shows yesterday in Chicago and Florida and, and everywhere. And everybody has what they – see, people want to – fans want to give up nothing and get – what is the second-best building block for the next decade in this league? Yeah. It's Mahomes and Watson. The difference between Mahomes and Watson, the, it, it's a closer distance than the distance between Watson and the number three building block in this league, whether you think it's Lamar, Josh Allen, or Kyler. Those two are closer together than Deshaun is to the third guy. Sure. All right, where you slice whatever you want. If Deshaun, and I think Mahomes is better, Deshaun's close. If Mahomes is in, if, if Deshaun, like you said, is in Kansas City, they are playing Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They, they, they're still in the Super Bowl with all those weapons. Now, they may have a better chance to score more or be a little bit better, but they're still in the Super Bowl if Watson was their quarterback this year. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. And if Watson or Mahomes were San Francisco's quarterback in the Super Bowl last year, yeah. Kansas City wouldn't be the Super Bowl champion San Francisco would. So let's start there. I'm the general manager in Houston, yeah. or I should be. Do you should um, be. Okay, you call me up, and you offer two ones and two twos. I'm going to say, listen, I appreciate it, but I need to make you feel pain in order for you to get a player like this. I've got to hit you in the gut that when you trade your group, you I've got to have you think, damn. It's like when you leave the house, you go, what did I forget on the grocery? Oh, gosh, this is going to hurt, but i got to do it. Like I'm going skydiving. They tell you, no, no means yes. Ah, man, I'm going to jump, but man alive, is this going to be Is this scary? You got to feel that if you're going to get my quarterback, you so, just do. Okay. So, so, so for me, mm-hmm. real quick, you're going to give me those two, and okay, you want to start there with those two, and you know what I'm going to say to you? Oh god, well, I, I got to have, I got to, I, I got to have a quarterback. Yeah. Right. Right. I got to have a quarterback. So Garoppolo, you can bring him, and then I need one of your three big superstars. Yeah. Kittle, Bosa, or Fred Warner, <laughs> and other than that, because you don't get, you don't get to reap the rewards while my franchise has to rebuild still right
1: okay so, so no okay one final offer i hear it i, I hear you so i'm going to give you all four of those picks dave mentioned jimmy g and debo samuel does that make you think now
0: <laughs> oh yeah see i'm a see, for me now i'm a huge debo samuel fan okay. I, I am a healthy debo samuel's a swiss army knife really good i would say okay how about debo samuel those two twos jimmy garoppolo and add another one, uh, add another first-round pick. So three threes, mm-hmm. three ones, two twos. Debo and Garoppolo. Uh, we, we're going to have a good negotiation. I talked to a guy in the know who told me, who told me that he would turn down four Jets first-rounders and Sam Darnold <sighs> for Deshaun Whoa. Watson.
1: So obviously, they're turning down if Jacksonville calls. I know that's, I know that's too close, but if Jacksonville offered up Trevor Lawrence and the number <laughs> one for Deshaun Watson, it's going to take far more than that?
0: Trevor, now see, here's the interesting thing. Because of the building block and how people hold the same guy said if he was picking five guys to build a future with the next 10 years, current or college players, he would have Trevor Lawrence in the five of every quarterback in the league right now. Okay. And he hadn't played it down in the NFL. So I think people would say, well, Lawrence, people think Lawrence is going to be Watson, and then you're going to give me the, the, the uh, Rams pick that they sent for Jalen Ramsey too. I, which sounds odd? Well, four first rounders from the Jets yet Lawrence because Lawrence is worth three or four first rounders. Right. Goff got two ones, two twos, and two threes. Jared Goff did. Yeah. Uh, we t- we traded two number ones to get Laramie Tunsil, and right. he's a tackle. So you start to think of I mean when you start to think about value. I know people want to get him for a cheap price. Now I would offer a cheap price too to Cal McNair because he may buy into it. But if you were talking to me, I, I would have to. I would start so high that I would scare you, but I would make you, you would have to feel a gut punch to get Deshaun Watson. That's what you would have to be. Because if the 49ers got him, for what I just said, two ones, three ones and two twos, and Jimmy Garoppolo, let's leave Debo out of it, just for that. You're you're a Super Bowl favorite next year with a healthy Bosa, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Raheem, without a healthy roster. Right. If Watson goes there and you have to give those picks, he instantly makes you the favorite in the West, and that's including the Rams and, and, and all the other teams in the West, and you are a legitimate Super Bowl threat with that trade I just gave you. Uh, minus, You can keep Debo Samuel. Deshaun Watson immediately has those guys as a Super Bowl threat next year.
1: That's Sean Salisbury, the best in the business, host of the morning show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston, host of the Sean Salisbury Show. That is, let me do the math, 4 to 8 a.m. Our time. Follow him. Please do follow him. One of the best sports followers in the business, at Sean Unfiltered. Love you, brother. Been too long. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.
0: Love love you, too. Appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend.
1: You take care.